Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Ah, how are you? Today is February 13th, uh, 2020, the day before 2020, 2022. <laughs> that's the kind of year it's already been, right? Am I, am I right? Am I right? Um, I just got off a cruise ship. I was performing on a cruise ship for two weeks, and uh, I got to tell you, I love being in tight spaces. I think I would do well in jail. Um, I I love the routine of it all. I would have been great in the military. The routine, the structure, the um, just knowing what's going to happen, when it's going to happen, what time meals are. All that stuff. And and I'm bringing all that up because that's what I want to talk about today. In the news recently, there were two suicides. Uh, celebrity, uh, not celebrity, but uh, their, their sons. And I'm sharing this with you because, you know, obviously part of my thing is not to talk about uh, suicides per se. But uh, in this situation, uh, I need to discuss it because of, and, and I'm theorizing here, they were both 26. And my understanding is from what I've read, 26-year-old males, they were on medication. And I'm bringing this up, this is so important, so valuable that a lot of times what happens, and because people don't understand the physiology of our brains, the male brain solidifies around the age of 25. And what I mean is when we're born, our brain is gray matter. It's, it's like a gray color. And as we age, it slowly becomes white matter it becomes covered in his myelin sheath and with that whitening of the brain we get more neurons firing we make more connections we're learning more we're gathering experiences so the brain essentially is becoming smarter faster stronger as is going from gray matter to white matter it's it's basically uploading and updating its operating system. Why is this important? Because a lot of people who are on medication, as your brain is changing, your physiology is changing, the chemicals are changing, your hormones are changing, which is why your psychiatrist or doctor uh, periodically has to adjust your medications. And sometimes what can happen is that in the period of adjusting to the medication, it can have an adverse effect on your mood and your emotion, whether it's heightening it or deadening it or exacerbating it or causing some other adverse side effects that aren't always... um, it changes from person to person. And so if you're a person 
who is taking medication right now and you're experiencing uh, a medication change or adjustment, please be aware that it takes a couple weeks for your body to adapt. Now, in some cases, it could take longer because, like I said, everybody's physiology and chemical makeup is different. So for some people, they might feel an immediate relief and effect. And some people might take anywhere from two weeks to maybe even a month before you and the doctor figure out what the best dosage or the most effective dosage is for you right now. Right. And in that time, it can cause, you know, you can experience some insomnia, some irritability, some mood swings. Uh, and just know that that's part of the process. And I, so I think that what happens like I said, this is just me extrapolating. And I'm sharing this because a lot of times when we read about people ending their lives in the news, we don't get a 360 picture. We don't get the full picture as to what happened. We just, all they put in the news is they were depressed and then ended their lives. And it, and it, it, they, they, it, break, it break it down to a very simple soundbite. Like it was just this one thing, depression, and then they ended their lives. And what I want to paint to you is it is nine times out of 10, way more. It's probably 9.9 and a half, nine, nine times out of 10, way more complex than that requires a lot more context. I'm reading Sylvia Plath's, uh, oh, I just finished reading Sylvia Plath's, um, uh, biography by Heather Clark, which is incredible. Uh, it's about a thousand pages, so I'm so grateful that it is incredible and, and, and not drudgery. And what was interesting is Sylvia Plath, if you don't know, was a poet at the age of 33, ended her life. And it was in a window where her medications were being altered. What happened Part of what happened, part of her story, and this is something, like I said, if you Google Sylvia Plath suicide, you're not going to get the complexity of her life story, of all the contributing factors and, and what uh, socioeconomical, personal, chemical relation, like it, it's, it's so layered. But like I said, they break it down to these sound bites of depression, loss of job, etc. When they changed her medication, it boosted her energy, but her mood remained the same. So she was already in a depressed mood. She was in a uh, anxious mood. She was in, she was irritable. She was feeling empty. And now she has energy to act on that depressed mood, on that anxiety, on that irritability, on that emptiness. And it's in that space where the meds boosted her energy, but didn't have an effect on her mood when she entered her life. Now, like I said, that's not the only reason. 
What I am saying is that if you're on medication, please be aware that it's going to require an adjustment. And I'm sure your doctor, any good doctor is going to talk to you about this, but I think we underestimate just how powerful it is because sleep is such a, a vital component of our mental health. And a lot of times these medication changes affect our sleep. They keep us up at night. I remember, and I shared this before, I started taking asthma medication and I was having increasingly suicidal thoughts, increasingly. And I was crying all the time and I was just breaking down, down in public. Like it, it was, and I forgot that my doctor said, side effects may include suicidal ideations. And I mean, I had strong, I was like, whoa, this is wake. And then I stopped taking it and immediately it dissipated to my normal level of suicidal ideation. So I was like, oh, I'm comfortable with these ideations. But the what I was going through before, that was way, <laughs> I was like, that is not normal for Leo Flowers. That that's That's too close. That is way too close to the edge. Um, and so if you are going through a medication change, a couple things to be aware of. One is have someone that you can call every day. Call them every day. Or, um, um, you know, whether it's you call them or it's a Zoom or it's a text, but somebody that you can check in with every day. If you have a therapist, just ask your therapist, can I just send you... Uh, uh, just a check-in of my mood, of my sleep, of my my eating, or, or whatever. Uh, just a sentence or two, or just a word or two, something. But someone that you can check in with every day. Um, two is reduce your workload. You know, when you're going through these medication changes, definitely don't add more things onto your plate. Try to keep things as much as the same as possible. This is where you really want to hone in on routine and uh and structure this is not the time to do anything crazy you don't want to know uh major life changes i realize that using the word crazy uh was not the best use of language but um but focus on routine and structure getting up at the same time going to bed at the same time and here's the thing even if you can't Sleep, if you find yourself in bed and you can't sleep, just attempt it. Just like, you know, you're, you're teaching your body what you want it to do. It's kind of like when you're training a dog. You're showing, you're, you're, you bring the dog to where you want them to poo and pee every time. And then over time, they'll start pooing and peeing there. So just go to bed at the same time. And over time, you'll start falling asleep there. So it's about practicing your routine, right? Just like how uh, uh, football players and gymnasts and performers, they practice their routine. Practice your sleep routine. Practice your morning routine. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Structure is so important at this point. Uh, exercise, whether that means going, out, going outside for a walk, a swim, uh, gardening, cleaning up the house, cooking, baking, activity, be, in, be engaged, have things to do to distract your mind from the um, 
the obsessive uh, thoughts uh, and, and, and maybe feelings and emotions that might come up during this time. Make sure you have activities and, and things, whether it's going to a museum or checking out coffee shops, just have a to-do list, have goals set for yourself for a day. And like I said, being aware that this is just a strategy you're incorporating while your meds are being tweaked. So it, your mind doesn't get too far away from you and you have something to tether yourself to, right? Um, plan, you know, set boundaries, say no to things during this time. Like I said, we don't want to add more things to your plate. And then make sure, key is, and I know this is hard, uh, is you, know, you want to limit your alcohol, your sugar, and your caffeine because all those things can have an effect on uh, the medications that we're taking. Especially, you know, if you're talking about CBD and ayahuasca, don't bring anything new in. Keep keep everything the same or minimize, you know, the like I said, the, the alcohol, sugar, and caffeine. Um, but get on a routine. And also let someone else know. Let two or three other people know what you're going through. Let them know, listen, you know, my, they're changing my meds. I'm going to be experiencing, because a lot of times we don't reach out for help because we don't want to be a burden, right? But if we say to someone, hey, the next two to three weeks, my meds are going to change and I'm anticipating a mood change and, and mood swings and irritability and being up late, can I reach out to you? And how can I reach out to you? Is it okay if I call you? Can I text you? Can I email you? What's the best form of communication? with you when because you know if you're up at 2 a.m it's it's almost unreasonable to expect somebody to pick up the phone at 2 a.m because they you know they got typically they're working at um you know 8 a.m or keeping regular business hours but if you find a friend who's up at 2 a.m that's even greater but um but for the most part because we don't what we don't want to do is be up at 2 a.m and then scrolling on social media because that's going to make us feel worse um and I've even went so far as to take uh, Instagram off my cell phone. And, you know, I'm in a position, luckily, thankfully, to have somebody who can handle my Instagram account. And occasionally I hop on there to see if there are any messages from you all, the listeners. And besides, and remember, you can message me, leoflowers2000 at gmail.com. leoflowers2000 at gmail.com. I've received... Uh, a number of emails from me. So thank you for connecting with me and reaching out. And also thank you for rating the podcast five stars on iTunes. Um, but reach out, have a plan in place. And maybe if you have a psychiatrist or somebody who's giving you meds, call, um, uh, work with a therapist, an individual therapist, or maybe not even a therapist, just have a, a, a friend or somebody else that you can reach out to on a daily basis. Um, Jordan Peterson, I listened to a podcast of his and someone asked him in the meeting, uh, he was, he was given a talk and someone said, you know, why shouldn't I end my life? That was the question they posed to Dr. 
Jordan Peterson. If you know who Dr. Jordan Peterson is, uh, just Google Dr. Jordan Peterson and you will find a wealth of videos. He's like our modern day Alan Watts. If you don't know who my, Alan Watts, I, you know. So check out Dr. Jordan Peterson. He has a podcast. He has books. And, and here are the four reasons he gave this kid for not wanting to, um, why he shouldn't end his life. He said, one, you'll devastate people you leave behind. You'll devastate the people you leave behind. And I know when we're in a depressive place, we're in a, when we're in that dark hole, we feel like nobody's going to care. They're going to be, either they're going to be, we imagine them being happy that we're gone or we imagine them being upset and like, oh my God, I didn't know. I'm so sorry. I, sh- I, I pushed them too far. Um, or we uh, imagine that they'll be better off without us. And a lot of times really what happens is the people we leave behind end up blaming themselves. Even the people that we love and care about. Even the people that we're not even aware of, the cashier, the uh, the mail, uh, you know, the the mail delivery person, uh, you know, these peripheral people in our lives, the the bus driver, all these. There's so many people in our lives that feel connected to us, and and we're not even aware of it. Who will say to themselves, "Ah, I should have." I should have talked to them a little longer or I, I should have reached out and called or um, I, I should have invited them over for coffee or or tea or a drink. A lot of people end up blaming themselves, people that we love and care about and who love and care about us. So we will devastate the people that we love and we also will devastate people that we're not even uh, aware of who who care about us number two uh we owe it to ourselves to explore all alternatives we owe it to ourselves to explore all alternatives there's so many alternatives out there there's so many resources and people who are willing to help and I know a lot of us are in different parts of the world, from Vietnam to India to Canada to Wyoming and Texas, uh, Argentina. We're in so many places in the world. And so what we have access to, it varies from place to place. But there are options from pharmaceutical to social to um, you know physical in terms of uh, movement and exercise or you know I've had a number of people on a podcast who have found a new way through movement through exercise through uh, there's a you know in the previous podcast I talked about Mully which is a documentary on Amazon Prime and you know, this, this millionaire, multimillionaire, gave up everything so he can be of service to other people because he was unfulfilled with his millions. And he, he found a new way. And so uh, 
what I'm saying that to say that sometimes the alternatives, the 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 resources, the solutions aren't things that you would that you're gonna that you could read about in a book that you you're going to get in a, a YouTube or on a podcast. Sometimes there's something there's a voice inside of us if we sit with ourselves and we surrender and we kneel and we say how can I be of service? Please teach me what my calling is and what my purpose is. And then if we can listen to that and trust it and follow it, that could be our salvation. That could be our way through. The third thing Dr. Jordan Peterson mentions is don't underestimate your value in the world. We all have an immense amount of value. And it just depends on where in the world we are. You know, the U.S. dollar, think about the U.S. dollar. $10 in America, the value of that changes. $10 in California versus $10 in Virginia versus 10 US dollars in, in uh, France, you know, versus $10 in Japan. Like the value, our value changes. But no matter where in the world I take that $10, it has value. It has value. And so if, if you're feeling like you're not of value, it's w- what environment can you place yourself into where you can increase your value? You know, ice coconuts in Jamaica, because there's so many coconuts, don't have the same value as they do here in California. You know, when I was on a cruise ship, I was like, everywhere I go, I'm going to get myself a coconut because it's so hard to get coconuts um, here and in, in where I'm, I'm located. So when I'm on a uh, cruise ship, when we stop at these different ports, we were in Costa Maya, Cozumel, and we even went to Belize, which is where my mom is from. Um, I was like, I got to get a coconut. And I was willing to pay $5, $10, whatever it was for a coconut. The, the value of it is, are, is relative. It's not fixed. Nothing is fixed. Everything ebbs and flows. And uh, I just read a book on physics. And I do a, a, a podcast on that. Because it's fascinating the, the, how the universe operates in, in its relationship to us and our mental health. But don't underestimate your value in the world to even if it's to one person or to your if you have a pet the value to you know you're you're the one keeping your pet alive you're the one that you know I have my my sister she lives in I have three sisters I have two in Texas and there are certain things that I do throughout my day throughout my life where I think about them like how proud they would be of what I'm doing or maybe how upset they would be over what I'm doing. But, but I I think about them at different times or sometimes I just think about how proud I am of them. 
And I don't always call them to tell them that. I always go, you know what? I was just thinking about how much I love our relationship and our friendship. And, uh, and, I'm, and I'm also just really proud of what you've done. And um, I'm encouraged by your strength to uh, get past some of the challenges you've gotten through. There are all these dialogues that we have with people that in our minds that we don't really have in person. So if there's somebody in your brain that you really appreciate, you know, whether it's a, a elementary school teacher, high school teacher, write them a letter. If you're in a, in a place where you're not feeling valued, value someone else. Write them a letter. Send them a voice memo. Post on their, you know, uh, Facebook message. Send them a care package. Michelle has gotten me, I think I got the bug of sending care packages to people. We have some friends who are having babies. And I'm just throwing things in a box. I bought a bunch of chocolate and cocoa um, from this last cruise ship trip. Uh, from chocolate body scrubs to cacao nibs. Michelle loves chocolate, anything chocolate, um, and, and some vanilla extract. And then these are just things we're going to throw into a care package for different people. Value other people. You don't know what to do for yourself. Ask how you can be of service to someone else. And, and, that's, and, and that's how you increase your value. That's what Amazon is. It's, it's being, it's, it's, it's being, it's servicing other people. It's thinking about what do people need? People need, you know, what they need right now. And, and that's what, that's why Jeff is a, a billionaire. Well, part of why he's a billionaire. There's some, there's some other reasons, but this ain't that kind of podcast. And the fourth reason Dr. Jordan Peterson gave of why we should uh, keep going keep swimming, keep hiking, putting one foot in front of the other, is don't be so sure your life is yours to take. You know, I, I would love to think that I am in complete ownership of my life. And for some people, that's, that works, that type of mindset. But for some of us, we work better when we believe we're in service of a higher power. Whether, whatever that higher power is. I'm not talking about God. When I'm, not, when I'm getting religious here, I'm not T.D. Jakes. I'm not Joel Osteen. I'm, not t- I'm talking about a higher power. For some people, their higher power is their family, their kids. For other people, their higher power is their, their job. For some people, the higher power is a, a mission, a cause, um, you know, some in global ending, you know, uh, global warming or, um, you know, climate change, uh, ending poverty, uh, you know, helping people get their uh, U.S. Um, citizen status, whatever. Whatever your higher power, your higher power could, could be, you know, working with your hands, artists, artists, artistry, writing, writing could, you know, for Sylvia Plath, it was writing, it was poetry. 
Don't be so sure your life is yours to take. What's your higher power? And that and that can change from time to time. You know, a lot of it's why some people are, are lifetime military folks. Their, their higher power is the military. For some people, it is God, whatever their definition of God is. For some people, it's food. <laughs> I love food. I had a very good breakfast this morning. But, you know, for me, my higher power is being of service. Like, I... You know, when I read about uh, these two kids and their age and how close they were, like it, I was affected, I was moved, I was unnerved. I was saddened. And I said, okay. I want to share my my thoughts and ideas on this. Being of service, that's it's my higher power. Let's take a big exhale or let's take a big inhale first, right? And exhale. So the big takeaway from this episode is be aware of how changes and transitions can affect us. When we change our medication, it can take a couple weeks for us to adjust to it. And in that time, we need to have a specific plan in place for that period. job changes, relational changes. All those things can, even when I get off the cruise ship and I come back, I have to reacclimate myself to being back on land after being on a cruise ship for two weeks. I have to ground myself. I hope that you find a way to ground yourself today finding your feet on some sand, dirt, grass, the beach. Hope you're able to sit with yourself and just, if meditation feels like a strong word, just sit with yourself for a couple minutes. Doesn't, you don't have to sit with yourself for hours or days. Just, Just a minute or two, even 60 seconds of sitting with yourself powerful thank you for tuning in to another episode of before you kill yourself with your host leo flowers you can always go to thrivewithleo.com for one-on-one coaching with yours truly let's get to tomorrow together and 
Also remember that in all the show notes, there are suicide hotline links. No matter where you are in the world, we have international phone numbers. We have uh, numbers to, for LGBTQ, the Trevor Project. Um, and then there are also resources linked if you need to have resources paid for. Maybe you are in a financial bind. There are places that can help you find re, uh, financial resources globally. This is not just in America, but globally. So there is help. And I hope that you're open and willing to accept it. Now I'm going to head to the farmer's market and get my steps in with old Michelle over here. And then we're going to watch the Super Bowl game. I can't. I'm super excited. You know, I'm a football fan. Anyway, I got to go. Peace.